Hey, welcome everybody back to the Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. It's your host and fellow Bible reader, Josiah, uh, one of the pastors here at Crosspoint Church and so happy to serve you guys uh, by getting into the Word today as a part of our podcast. And uh, I hope you're excited and uh, you might have a copy of the Scriptures with you. Um, You might be listening to this on your headphones for your morning run. If so, you know, what are you doing running? Sit down, have a bag of chips. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Wherever this podcast finds you, I'm so glad that you have decided to tune in. If you're brand new, um, you may notice some of the other episodes available. And uh, this episode here will give you a good idea of what you're going to find. The basic structure of our podcast is to take a verse of the day on whatever day I happen to be recording it. And I'll just grab that verse of the of the day from you version. And the why I do that is I'm putting myself in your shoes. I'm trying to say, okay, what if I was not able to sit in my office here and make this um, podcast and look at this verse? What if I'm doing what other people are doing and they're just getting up, they're getting their verse, they're trying to get into the Bible? How can I help that person? Because it's you're the one I'm looking at. You're the one I want to help. So, if that's you and you're saying yes, I'm I'm have uh, my kids to take care of. I've got this and that to do, and I really just need to get into God's Word and understand how to get the most out of this verse. Then you have found yourself to the right podcast. Okay, the Cross Point Scripture Podcast is here for you. So, what um, our verse of the day today? It comes from Psalms, and I love doing the verse of the day because um, you version will have you dip in. You know, you're in the New Testament, but then you're dipping back into the Old Testament. And then the next week, you know, you're getting into the new. So I love that. We don't want to ignore or leave any dark corners of the Bible undiscovered, okay? So what we're doing today is we're in Psalm 24, verse 1. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it, and then we'll look at its context and what it was meant to say to the original audience, and then see if we can see Jesus in the verse and how we might be able to apply it to our lives as we follow Jesus for God's glory, okay? So starting with Psalm 24, verse 1, reading from the ESV, our verse of the day is this. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein, okay? So one good thing about context, uh, you look you know, above and below, but also you can look just within the verse itself and just look for any structure. How's it built? You know, like a letter when you write somebody and more than likely an email where you put their name there or something, you know, hey friend or John, and then you give the body the letter. It's built that way on purpose. I mean, you built it a certain way because you want them to read this, then this, then this. You know, some of you may have to email people bad news. And typically if you do, you try to say a few things before you get right to it, you know. Um, there's a structure that's helpful. And so that here in the Bible, it's written the same way. It's written to be understood and it has a structure for a reason. And honestly, back when uh, pen and ink, so to speak, uh, ink and paper were, were a luxury and extreme expense, then you really want to know that they used words with economy, that every word is meaningful and, and even the way they're written down is, is meaningful. And especially in the Psalms, that's a good principle to remember. Like, do look at how it was written. Do look at what follows what. Do look at this compared to that. Do look at the, the way the sentences are, are divided into, so to speak. And certainly never to find some kind of secret code That's not the Bible. God's not a God of secret codes. He always does what he does right out in the open. But 
what it is. We're not looking for a secret code. We're looking for the craftsmanship. We're looking for the artistry that is there because it's there to make a point and to deepen our understanding and thereby deepen our love for and understanding of God, okay? So even within this Psalm here, 24.1, it starts off with kind of, it, it does something twice to bring out some emphasis. So first it says, the earth is the Lord's. And we've talked about before that capital L-O-R-D is when God's name is being used. And it's like a respectful term being used for God. And it does carry the, the idea of the boss, the king, the emperor, the one who is above all, the one who is in charge, the Lord. You understand? That's the idea there. So the earth is the Lord's. It belongs to him, the earth, and the fullness thereof. You got to love that. So it's not, you know, it's like not only just the earth. So you think about you got, you stand outside of your house or your apartment door and you look at it and you go, this belongs to me. Now I know, no, it really belongs to the bank or to the landlord. I understand what you're saying, but you get what I mean. It for now, because of your contractual agreement, it belongs to you. So you look at the outside thing, you say, this belongs to me and everything inside of it as well. You see, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the earth and everything that it can do, the earth and everything it produces. And you go back to the beautiful uh, chapter, you know, Genesis 1, and there's just this awesome, you know, rolling out of creation, you know, light and dry land and ocean and sky and sun and moon and then, you know, plants and animals and God tells the plants, the animals make more of yourselves, you know, that plants have their seed within them. So they'll go on being what they are and making more because of God's great artistry. And God tells the animals, be fruitful and multiply and fill the sky with birds, fill the ocean with uh, fish, fill the land with every crawling thing. And so, um, the earth and everything that it can do belongs to the Lord. And then it gets personal. So you here you have the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. And then it turns this nice little corner. It says the world and those who dwell therein. So the people too, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just a nice, cool, prayerful, worshipful way here in Psalm 24 to say the earth and everything that it can do and everyone who lives in it belongs to the Lord. If they live on this earth, they belong to him. So the Bible here, as in so many other places, this Psalm, this verse here is asserting God's ownership and his, you know, yeah, his ownership and his rule over everything that's made. And it's so important for us, you know, as Christians, I'm, I'm getting a little preachy here, so I'll, I'll stop, but this is an important principle. Let me just say that, you know, who owns this? Who do I belong to? Who's in charge? God. All right. So avoiding a sermon, let's get back and just keep on context. So I wonder what it'll say. So if the earth belongs to God, the fullness thereof, what's going to come next? Let's look at what verse two has to say. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the river. So the, the picture here is this, all this water, rivers and seas. And then you've got the world, you know, the dry land, you know, the Bible is always real physical. The, the dry land, God founded it. It gives you this idea of him cementing it, him um, uh, securing it upon the seas and upon the rivers. It's just a great picture here, you know, beautiful language. And, uh, and it's answering a question, so some of us might think, well, the Bible just says the earth belongs to God. And you and and you think it might be a little rude or unholy to say, well, how come? 
And I, I suppose having a bad attitude, you know, you could ask it the wrong way. But what I love about the Bible is it doesn't, it's not afraid of that question. You know, there's no fear here. You just say, you know, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and all those who dwell therein. And you and it's perfectly reasonable, according to the psalmist here, to say, why? And it's because he founded it. You guys like that word? So sometimes if uh, you will go to like an old corporation or an old club or an old building, it might use that word, say this was founded in 1883, or I've, I've seen it on shirts now. And you can tell, you know, that you're not getting old, but you're getting a little bit older when you see t-shirts that are bragging and it says founded in 1993. And you think 1993, that wasn't that long ago. And then you think about it and you're like, oh, it was quite a, quite a while ago. And so this, the whole idea is that God, it, the world belongs to him because he made the whole thing. He's the owner and operator because he designed and built and provided it. He founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers, okay? So we could definitely go so far like this psalm here takes a turn and it starts off by saying, you know, the earth is the Lord's and it's his and he founded it. And the, it goes on if you'll get into three and four, and I hope you will. The Crosspoint Scripture Podcast is always trying to push you towards reading more scripture. Um, when you go on to three and four, it starts talking about this owner of everything there is. And it asks, who can be with this owner? You know, verse three, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can be with this guy? And who shall stand in his holy place? Verse three asks, and it just goes on from there. So it's just great. I mean, 24 is just so good. Some parts of the Bible easier than others to turn into worship and prayer. And Psalm 24 is just an easy one. All right, but uh, sticking just with our, our intent here with our podcast, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, those who dwell therein. How come? Because God made it. He's the founder of it. And so our context has enriched um, our verse of the day and helped us to see more. Now, to the original audience, these are always good because if you read your Old Testament and you should, you'd get the idea and you'll see the fact that the Israelites were God's people and they, and they spent a lot of time, like all nations do, they spent a long time in danger. You know, they had issues either internally, you know, issues internally or enemies from outside. And like anyone else who lives on the earth, God's people, Israel had problems of, you know, the usual disease and death and nature and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, the Israelites, just like any other nation, faced with a lot of adversity and a lot of issues. So to be told in your worship and to know that the God that revealed this to you is the owner of everything there is, and he's the one who founded it, especially hearing that when you've been in danger or when, you know, you needed rescue. It's like that word spoken to them would be them reminding themselves over and over again, though we don't understand everything, though we don't have control of everything. And this is a major theme, theme throughout the Old Testament, you'll see. God will say, yes, there are things that are above you and more powerful than you, but not more powerful than me. Yes, there's things you don't understand and things that might get you and, and things that you don't, you, you know, that you're not equal to, but there's nothing like that for me. And I'm in you and you are in my hands. And so to the original audience, this is a huge word and a reminder. And don't forget this Psalm 24 is coming from within the same culture that Genesis came from. So the book of Genesis, same thing is being spoken to this word to these people, Israel saying, Hey, the creator of everything there is, 
is your God, <laughs> you know? So that's pretty awesome. And then, you know, okay. So how can we see Christ in these verses? You know, the Bible says, Jesus says that uh, in, in some way, all scripture points towards him. And so how do we see Jesus here? Well, there, as always, I say, you know, we're not going to, there's not one way. And, and certainly on this podcast, we're not going to be able to exhaustively, well, here it is. Here's the last word on it. But what I do is just see, you know, just drawing on what we know from the gospels and, and you know, from the life of Jesus and, and the New Testament, where could we possibly, you know, how could I say, oh, now knowing who Christ is, I guess I could see how these verses would be pointing towards him. And so we know this because one, one place we could look is in, uh, John, it says that the world was created through Christ and through the word and without him, nothing was made that was made. So, so when we see Jesus as Jesus comes and what does he do? He's born into this world and governments can't keep control over him. You remember his interactions with Pilate, uh, religious systems can't keep control over him he walks on the water. He tells a storm to stop. He causes five loaves and two fish to become enough to feed 5,000 men and women and children beside. Do you see this? Okay. So when Jesus is here, he does lots of things to demonstrate that he is the Lord and that the earth and the fullness of thereof belongs to him. Isn't that pretty cool? A lot of times we make the mistake of thinking Jesus walked on the water, told a storm to stop and so on, just to show that he was powerful. And it's like, yes, it shows that he's powerful, but it's much more involved than that. He's showing not only that he's powerful, but he's showing that he is the Lord over all the earth. And his original people looking at him would have understood this. We know this because of their reaction. Every time Jesus shows this like disease is, is taking over someone's body or their eyes don't work so they're blind or their mouth, their vocal cords don't work so they can't speak, their ears don't work so they can't hear. Jesus just commands it to be otherwise. And it is, you know. And so Jesus is not just trying to wow people. He's, he was like signing his signature, so to speak, to say, I'm the one who founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. The earth is the Lord's, meaning it's his. So yes, we can see Jesus in it. And so we've talked a little bit about how this might help us in our walk with God too. So no matter where you are, uh, knowing that because of Christ and his cross and his resurrection from the dead, that we are included in, Ephesians tells us that we've been included in to the promises in the commonwealth of Israel, these promises of salvation and and the knowledge of God and to be under his care and his sovereignty. We've been involved in that because we've come to the Lord and that his kingdom has been opened to us because of Jesus's crucifixion and resurrection. So in light of that, we too can take uh, a lot of hope from these scriptures that there's, it's just not for the, not just for the people of Israel, but for us too, who belong to God as well, that, you know, your health might be messed up today. Um, all of us are headed towards one destination. We know that, you know, no one lives forever. And we know that you might be sick. You might be having financial troubles today. You might be having relationship troubles today. You know, the, just the things that are common to man, you might be suffering today. And we can take great comfort from the fact that, yes, I am suffering. This is true. I'm not going to act like it's not true. The Bible never tells me act like I'm not suffering, but I can just keep thinking to myself, but God is over it all. And he will have the last word. He had the first word in the beginning, God, and he will have the last word, 
the book of Revelation tells us, because he's the owner and operator of it all. So does that wipe away all of our problems? No, but it sure puts the foundation, the, 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 the steady foundation back under our feet. It does for me. So um, for all of you who are listening today, I, ho- I hope you're encouraged. I hope this verse of the day has um, shed a good light on your faith and and helped to enrich this Bible for you. And what I would love, man, this would be a key for me. Man, I would really love it if you guys would turn Psalm 24 into a prayer. You know, maybe even you might take it this week and just make Psalm 24 your prayer where you're kind of reading a few verses and you're, then you're turning to God and you're, and you're praying to him about what you've read or you're thanking him or you're repenting or you're asking for help or you're saying thank you for this or you understand. So I just hope that you guys will turn Psalm 23 and so many of the other scriptures we read here on the scripture podcast. They're going to do you so much good when they're turned into prayer. All right, guys, I'm in. I'd love to go on, but um, that's it for now. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.